The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, Dodie Stevens is an American rock and pop singer best known for her 1959 song Pink Shoe Laces, which debuted at number 96 on the Billboard charts and then eventually peaked at number three. And she's with us here just now. How are you today? I'm good today on Friday. How about you? I'm doing great as well. Now, of course, you're best known for the song Pink Shoe Laces, which you sung when you were only 13 years old. How did you get to sing that song? I was on a local television show in uh, Los Angeles, California, and I was 11 years old when I was on this show and I was uh, singing a song and I don't, I, you know, I don't even remember what song it was, but I was Mm. singing a song. I was, you know, it was this local show that was um, telling everybody what was going on in their community and Mm. in that kind of thing. And so here I was, you know, a little 11 year old girl that was singing and I sang this song on the show. And um, on the same show was a new artist that was recording on Crystalette Records. His name was Vic Dana. And so Carl Burns, who's the president of Crystalette Records, was watching the show to see his new artist and happened to see me on the same show. And he was very impressed with me. He was like, well, she can sing good for a youngster. So he um, called the television station, spoke with my parents, asked if I was um, signed to anybody. Was I on a record label? No, I no, I wasn't. And he's I'm very interested in um, signing your daughter to my label, but I have to get just the right song because she's so young. Mm. It couldn't be like a love song or the other songs that were out around that time. Um, now, mind you, this was okay. So if I was 11, I was, uh, that would have been 1957. Hmm. And so that was that he said, I will be in touch when I get just the right song. Almost two years later, he called wow. and we had forgotten about him. My parents forgot about him. I forgot about him, you know. Now, by then, I'm, tw- I'm 12 years old by the time he called. So it was actually less than two years uh, when he called. And he said, I, I don't know if you remember me, but yada, yada, yada. And I've got this great song that I think your daughter would be perfect for. Wow. And that was in 1958, at the end of 1958. So went into the studio 
video, recorded pink shoelaces. I didn't like it. I thought it was a very silly song, but it was meant to be silly. The writer purposely wrote it to be as silly of a lyric as you could possibly imagine. I mean, think about it, Toby. Mm. One of the lyrics in the song is um, about having a 12-foot yacht. What yacht is 12 feet? <laughs> a rowboat isn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's bigger than 12 feet. So she purposely, Mickey Grant is her name, and she purposely wrote it to be just as silly and funny <laughs> and there. And it was a hit. She yeah. didn't think it was going to be a hit either. Hmm. So I recorded it at the end of 1958 when I was still 12. It was released in 1959. I turned 13 in February of 1959. And that's when the record hmm. was released and it was a hit record. And you mentioned that you didn't really like it at the time. How do you feel yeah. about the song now as you've yeah. perhaps gotten older? I'm very proud of it to have done some to have accomplished something at such a young age yeah. and then to have continued because of that song because of that song and the fame that it brought me and the success because of it, I've been able to continue throughout my career all these years doing what I love to do, sing, perform, write. I write music. I, it's just, mm. you know, it's been wonderful. So I'm very proud of this song. Now, here's mm. another thing I will share with you. When I do it on stage, um, which I do do op shows quite often throughout the years. And um, so when I do it, even though it's just the silliest song, right? Like I told you about some of the lyrics. Yeah. I have fun with it. I kind of act it out and my daughter's Stephanie uh, is in the show with me and so she's kind of acting out some stuff too and uh, I just make fun uh, of not make fun of it but I have fun with it sometimes when I have enough time to do on stage I'll ask somebody to come up from the audience oh. and be Dooley <laughs> and play Dooley and so they come up on stage with me and then I'm singing to them as yeah. Dooley and it's, it's just kind of a fun thing and then they have to memorize um, one of the verses and it, it just becomes fun for the audience, yeah. for me and the person that volunteers. Cause you know, mm. it's not, Oh, I'm going to pick somebody out of the audience and humiliate. <laughs> no, no, it's somebody, somebody want to come up and do that. And invariably there's all kinds of folks that want to do that. So, you know, a guy will come up and, and I will do that. So that's fun. Yeah. And of course your real name isn't Dodie Stevens. Your real name is actually Geraldine Pasquale. The actually gave you the name Dodie Stevens, right? Oh, of course they did. Because back then, I don't know if you realize it or not. And now mm. it's different. Now you just have your, your real name. Yeah. Well, not, no, not always. But mm. uh, back then you had to have a stage name. Everybody had yeah. a stage name. Uh, even Frankie Avalon, his name, he used Frankie Avalon, which was very short for his real name, which I believe was Avaloni, if I'm not mm. mistaken. So he just kind of dropped the last... <laughs> vowel or something and it was yeah. Avalon uh, Fabian was Fabian Forte and so they just dropped his last name and just called him Fabian um, and, and I mean and it can go on and on you know yeah. so yeah they didn't Pasquale was not going to be on the record label Geraldine wasn't so um, the president of Crystal Air Records 
was having drinks with a uh, DJ at the time that played Top 40. Mm. And he was telling him, his name is Johnny Grant, who eventually became the mayor of Hollywood. Wow. But at the time, and yeah, but at the time in 1959, he, he was uh, a DJ, mm. Top 40. So Carl Burns, the president of and Johnny Grant, the DJ, they were talking. He says, you know, I just signed this girl to my label and she's only 13. Her name is Geraldine Pasquale. We need to come up with something cute, something memorable, you know, something you can remember. So they both kind of came up with Stevens as a last name. And then there were three first names that they were considering. Carol Stevens, Carmen Stevens, and Dodie Stevens. Uh Carol, they had discovered there was an actress by the name of Carol Stevens. So that was not good. Carmen sounded a little bit too um, uh, ethnic, like you would expect me to be Hispanic of some sort with the name of Carmen, you know? But Dodie was unusual. Nobody else really had that name. I think there was an adult comic. Her name was Dodie Goodman. Mm. And that was the only other Dodie that was around at the time. So they thought Dodie Stevens was perfect for a cute little 13-year-old kid. That's how I got it. And you mentioned Fabian there. You actually got to be in a movie with him, didn't you? Hound Dog Man. I did. That was my first movie in 1959. And it's starred Fabian and Carol Lindley and um, Stuart Whitman and uh, myself. I got to co-star with Fabian in, in the movie. I played his girlfriend, which let me tell you something. Back then, him being the teen idol of all teen idols, <laughs> it was a dream come true that not only could I be in a movie with him and be in the same room with him, but I got to play his girlfriend yeah. in the movie. I wa- Every teenage girl wanted to be his girlfriend. I got yeah. to play it in the movie. Of course, he wanted nothing to do with me because he was 16 and yeah. I was 13 and I was just way too young. Yeah. For him or anybody at that point. So, uh, yeah, I got to play his girlfriend. Nita Stringer was her name. Nita Stringer was my role. Yeah. So what got you interested in music and everything in the first place? I had been singing all my, literally all my life. I was told that um, I sang before I even really talked, like in Mm. sentences or anything. I was just a kid, you know, toddler, maybe two years old or something like that. And um, what did I want to say about that? Oh, and so um, this was in Chicago. I was born in Chicago at the age age of, I think I was either two or three when my parents decided to move to California. And when they did that, one of the things they wanted to do was to see if they could get me some voice lessons at some point, not at the age of two, but maybe a little bit later on. And um, so at the age of five is when I had my first voice lesson. Wow. Yeah. And I continued to sing. Uh, I had a, a few, maybe two or three different voice teachers. And um, and then this one teacher, her name is Helen Bishop. She was the last voice teacher that I had. And uh, it was right just before I had recorded Pink Shoelaces. And I had been with her for a couple years or so, maybe even longer than that now that I think of it. And uh, so she would, she was very uh, involved in, um, I don't know if you know about the City of Hope, but back then in that day, there was a, a, a place kind of like St. Jude's Research Hospital for Cancer Children. Do you know about that? Not sure. 
Okay, well, that's what's happening now. But back then, it was called the City of Hope, and it was for cancer patients. And um, and so there were a lot of benefits that were being done to raise funds for the City of Hope. And so my voice teacher had me do some benefits, and wow. and I would sing on the on the uh, stage, and she would accompany me. And I was, you know, just a young kid, so yeah. I kept singing. I was always singing from the time of set five. And I would be in contests locally, you know, different yeah. talent contests and, and that kind of thing. And TV shows. My first TV show was called The Art Link Letter House wow. Party. And he was on every day on uh, one of the networks. I think maybe NBC. I, I'm not. Yeah. I can't remember back then. But um, I was on his show and I sang a song. So that was my first. I was seven. Yeah. And uh, so I, I've just been singing, honey, all my life, yeah. all my life. And then when I had pink shoelaces, that continued for me and uh, like I say because of it I'm still I'm still singing to this day yeah and performing and how did it feel to get discovered at such a young age because a lot of people wait ages and maybe never even get discovered I don't recall that I was uh, trying to be a star that was a dream that I had is to be a recording star I don't think that it was just something I loved to do I loved to sing and so when it it turned into a success for me I was just as surprised as anybody else could have been um, mm. I, I was a teenager I had just graduated from uh, middle school which was the, the last year was in eighth grade and I was just going into hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. High school as a freshman in the ninth grade when Pink Shoelaces was, yeah. was out there. And it was hard work. I want to let you know that, Toby. And I want to yeah. let your listeners know that. That being a star is not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. It's hard work. You, you, um, 
like here I was 13, all my friends just getting ready to go into high school. They were all, you know, going to parties and having yeah. fun and going to football games and just being high school kids, you know, mm. here I was going on tour, having to miss a lot of school because I was on tour for maybe two or three weeks. Um, I had to get up really, really early to catch a plane. And then I'd have to get to where I was going. And then I would have a rehearsal. Then I'd have a sound check. Then there's interviews and there's yeah. meeting with people and fans. And, and then you do the show and you do it. And then you go back to your room. Oh, not right away, because now you have more interviews, more fans, yeah. more stuff. Then you go back to your... And then you get up very, very early in the morning to catch the next plane to go to the next gig. Hard work. It's hard work. Yeah, it was hard work. In the beginning, it was exciting. But as it continued, I found myself going, wow, this is like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And fame and stardom. Because when people see their their um, uh, artists on stage, they see only the best of it. They see only the best of that day. You're on stage. You're making music. They hear the band they see everybody everybody's having a good time they don't yeah. know what went on before that show or after that show um and like i say before and after that's the hard work that's the tough part and when you sort of look back on that do you mainly think about all the stress maybe or do you remember the best parts of it mostly a little bit of both i mean um there are memories of some wonderful times and yeah. wonderful shows that i did with some great people and other wonderful artists that I toured with at the time, you know, Frankie Avalon and, and Fabian and um, Bobby Rydell and all these other teen idols that I was with. And, yeah. um, and then over the years, when I do these doo-wop concerts, I'm with a lot of them, uh, you know, again, but only we're, we're adults, you know, mm. it's, it's um, like I say, I have some fond memories of those good times and then other ones, uh, maybe not so much. And then other ones that are kind of comical and humorous. And I go, oh, God, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like that. Have you ever considered writing a book of all these memorable times? <laughs> oh, my God, honey. Yes, I have. And I've had so many people suggest that I do because, mm. you know, every everybody has a history. Yeah. And you don't really know about that. All you know about is now they're famous and all you know about is from that point on. You don't yeah. know what's gone on before. Um or, I mean, even like after with, with my career, I started in 59 and in 1963, I believe it was, that I was done with show business. I quit. That was it. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm going to go and do what everybody else is doing. Um, my friends were, you know, in high school and they were marrying their high school sweethearts and yeah. um, having a, a family. And I thought, oh, yeah, that's what I want to do. I'm going to do that. So that was it. I quit. I'm 16 years old, 17, maybe somewhere around there. And um, I moved to Missouri and I lived on a farm and mm. um, I got involved in um, what some might consider a religious cult Ooh. for a couple of years. And so that took me in a whole other direction. Okay. And then when I found out that, you know what, I really don't, it, what I've been told about this particular religion, I don't think that's the truth. 
Mm. And if it is, I don't want anything to do with it. Now, by then I had my daughter, Mm. she was six months old and I took her and me and we left Missouri and we came back to, or I came back to California because she was born in Missouri and resumed my career. And that was that. Never, that was that. Yeah. Well, you've been making music with your daughter, haven't you? Yes, I have. I've been making music with her actually, which you don't know about. Mm. Um, But we have been seeing together since she was 13, the same age I was when I had pink shoelaces. Um, In Stephanie's case, it wasn't in a stardom kind of way. It was it was as a a singer, a background singer, uh, one of our jingles. We did a a couple of jingles together. Um, Jack LaLanne, I think, was the first one that Jack LaLanne, it was an exercise program on TV. And he was an exercise guru at the time, Jack LaLanne. And so for his show, Stephanie and I recorded his jingle. Yeah, it was the theme song for his for his exercise show. So we started back then. And then as I progressed and went through my years of singing, I would include her. And then with the resurgence of classic rock and roll, which I believe was in the 90s, I want to say 80s, 90s, somewhere around there. I can't even remember. (laughs) All comes together. That's when I said, you know, Stephanie, you're going to be on stage with me. I'm not just going to go and be, oh, here's Dodie Stevens. And I'm singing Pink Shoelaces and the other songs that I was singing I'm like you're going to be right there with me and so we've been singing together for decades couple decades at least in that capacity in that capacity and then when I started writing um, my songs recently I started writing songwriting in the the mid 80s but it wasn't until later um, that I started concentrating more on motivational and inspirational songs and I started writing those and of course Stephanie was a part of it and we recorded an album called The Firma Song, The Game of Life. Mm. And that was in, I believe, 2018, I want to say, 2019. And 19. And then just when the album was finished, end of 19, 2019, we were getting yeah. ready to take it on the road. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. 2020, need I say yeah. more? COVID-19. <laughs> that was it, brother. Yeah. So Until recently. And so now, you know, now two years later, yeah. we're ready to do it again. Oh, we're ready. We're ready. So what is coming up for you? Have you got perhaps projects and I guess that tour is happening, right? Well, we're going to we're looking to get um, this Affirma song, uh, The Game of Life on the road so we can take it in concert. You know, it's it's um, the project is really it's not just a concert. Oh, let's you know, we're going to see Dodie and Stephanie Steves. They're going to be singing these songs. It's uh, it's uh, like a self-help. These songs are all self-help, inspirational, motivational. So it's like a lecture and a concert. So it's a lecture in song form. So you would go to to like, say, you'd go to hear uh, a motivational speaker, like maybe Tony Robbins. I'm using him as an example. If you know who, do you know who I'm talking about? I don't think so. Okay, baby doll. He's just, once again, a guru of inspirational, motivational speakers. Uh, And there's many others that that have followed. But um, so this has been going on for years. And, and, you know, thousands of people fill his his auditoriums. 
just to hear him give them some advice and encouragement and enthusiasm and motivation. And, you know, people need that because this is a tough world that we live in. And yeah. so my idea with the Firma song was I'm not just going to be like a, another motivational speaker that gets up and says, oh, I've done this and I've done that. And if you do this, then you can do that and life will be good. I'm doing it. I'm telling you a little bit, a little bit how the song came to be. And then I'm giving you the message in that song. Mm. That's all. I'm just yeah. saying it in a song form. So it's like a lecture and a concert combined. So I believe that's the uniqueness of it. Yeah. And also easy to remember. Mm. You know, songs are easy to remember. It impresses the mind and the mind is very, very powerful. And if you have not learned that yet, Toby, mm -hmm. it's time you do. Yeah. It will make all the difference in the world. If you rule your mind, you will rule your world. Yeah. It's very powerful. And I didn't know that until I was 27. And that's when I came into that truth. Yeah. But I didn't start really writing about all that kind of stuff until um, recently. Well, the last 10 years is what I want to say is when I started writing motivational, inspirational. Yeah, absolutely. Well, where can we keep up to date with you everywhere and follow you? How can they do that? Stephanie, you want to you want to talk to my my daughter? Sure. She can come over here and and uh, I'm going to scoot over a little. Yeah. So where can they work? Well, they can go to my website. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or which is also linked into affirmasong.com, which tells you about the whole new music project that we're currently working on. So either or mm -hmm. either affirmasong.com, dodiestevens.com, they're linked together. Um, there's, the there's samples of the music that you can hear, mm -hmm. um, also available for download on the website. Yeah. So, so yeah, we got that. And the other thing I wanted to say is that a lot of my writing comes from uh, current events, if you know what yeah. I mean, the things that have just happened. Mm -hmm. It's like when I wrote the song, When, I wrote it after the, the uh, Paris terror attacks. Mm. Um, and so that touched me. So like, oh, God, when? will this end so i wrote yeah. that song um i wrote a song recently well recently i wrote it in 2020 um after the i don't know if you've you heard about it in your country but the um the george the floyd, george floyd yeah. incident. Well, of course they did of course i they think did. the whole world the whole world heard had about to. that but that that prompted that prompted well. that prompted my song called respect me mm -hmm. and uh, which that's also right. uh there's a couple of videos to a couple of these songs Respect Me, I believe, is on the affirmasong.com website where you can actually hear the song and see a video. Mm -hmm. We're not performing the video. It's just kind of a generic video. Yeah, um, yeah of what the lyrics are about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the other one, there's Respect Me and another one was... It is what it is. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It's a, it's Which we've one. all used that phrase at yeah. one time. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It, and it's a good one because if you... Otherwise, if, if you fight it, resist it, battle it, you know, go against it. it no good is going to come from right. it. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, it is what it is. And it'll become what it 
was. I mean, what it is from what it was. So let's just, mm. you know, go with the flow, flow with, of it. Yes. Be positive yes. and go with the flow. And that's what the, the Affirma Song Game of Life, that's that's what it's all about, the, the songs. And, and like Stephanie said, the samples of all the songs are um, on, on the website. On the website, affirmasong.com. Great. Well, many thanks for joining us today. It's been great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank Toby. you so very much. It was just so nice to be with you. The throbbing pulse of sound, the Toby Gribbon Show.